Your hosts find themselves adventuring into the forests of the mysterious kingdom for the first time. And with this quest comes a prophetic warning. Caution, you may get wet. This is Opposite Attractions. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Opposite Attractions, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the thousandth happy haunt himself, Jim Murphy! Jim Murphy! Fun fact. I, have, I do have a fun fact to start out. Okay. My, um, my, my character for this for this season, yeah, um, he is kind of like known as someone for people to call when there is an emergency, and uh, they so whenever there is an emergency, they just look around and they go, "Let's get dangerous." Oh, motherfucker, Jim. <laughs> or if you're my character, it's just grunk. <laughs> Grunk, 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 grunk. Get grunk. Get grunk. Let's get grunk. So, oh, there's your shirt. Let's get grunk. <laughs> so, um, I did a, I did a travel this weekend. I did a whole lot of travel, and Jim, I've never felt, I've never felt more sorry for people who live more than a two-hour plane ride from Disney World, because getting to Seattle from Alabama is a or fucking deal. It was. What's that like? It was. I mean, it's like nine. What a nine hour flight? It, seven hour. It was four hours of hell, Jim. Fourteen hours of hell, Jim Murphy. Well, you had a six hour layover. No, no, no. Because the I did. I only had a one hour layover in New York, and that was still a fourteen hour travel day. It was garbage, no matter what. Someone thought I was the devil at one point, or at least my. There, they must have met you. Look, this is off fucking topic, but I the story needs to be told on a medium where people can hear this. I was in my Uber, I've had a long day at PodCon, shilling my podcasts, and I just want to get back to my hotel room and rest. I hadn't taken my anxiety shit, so that's acting up. And I'm just sitting in my Uber, and we find like a construction site area where they're like working on the roads, and there's a... Uh, scoop boy or is that what they're called <laughs> the scoop boy on the construction site that just scoops things well one of those are in front of us and we're waiting for him to get into his home which is the construction site and all of a sudden okay all of a sudden this tilda swinton looking motherfucker Walks in front of our car with a hood on. I thought she was the bad guy from Glass. She looked so creepy. And is just like <laughs> staring daggers into my Uber driver. Like over, like, you know when Ronda Rousey gets crazy? Like, cause she'll be smiling and then just like looking through the <laughs> eyebrows. That's what she was doing at my Uber driver. And I'm just sitting back like, maybe this is just the person the construction site sends out to be like, stop and then go. But it wasn't 
because another person walks up to do that. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this woman's deal? And so finally they're like, you can go, you can go. And then to finish it up and be like, let's really get that anxiety train going for Scotty. (laughs) She just puts up the sign of the fucking cross at us like a Naruto Naruto character just holding it out at us. And I'm like, okay, either way. I'm, and this was in New York? This, was, this in, was in New York? This was Seattle. So maybe okay. maybe she just had too much coffee. I don't know. But I do know this, Jim. She either put a weird-ass anime curse on my car and it was about to explode, or that my Uber driver that day <laughs> was the devil himself and she was trying to exercise him from me. But either way... I was scared as hell for the next fucking five hours until I found out that I could get free cookies on Uber Eats. So I just did that and it made me feel better. Uh, so how has the podcast theme park world been? Has there been any fun news or is it still just Disney World serves alcohol now? <laughs> um, they... Everything Disney does is expensive. No! Um, I, I did discuss uh, either today or it was either, t- I think it was either today or yesterday about how like people were complaining that like stuff's broken around the parks like we talked about last week with Toy Story Land. Yeah. And it's literally like, I feel like if Disney, Disney doesn't like to spend money on the parks unless it also makes them money in return. And I feel like they think that not having clean bathrooms does not make them money. Yeah, I mean, I I don't care. I'm in the happiest place on earth. I'll poop on a dirty toilet seat. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's just because like they the the complaints people have don't don't stop people from going there. Like there's more people going every single year. Yeah. So they really just don't care. Like people would have to like not go. Like they would have to lose a considerable amount of like visitor base for them to go oh crap maybe we need to like sweep up better as someone who has been to disney quest i can tell you without a doubt that disney won't spend (laughs) money on things that don't get them money (laughs) so much disney quest made them so little money and they gave so little shits that the last like month it was open they were like ah i don't know if you work at disney come on in for free we don't care like all right cool yeah, there's a chance you might spend money at the at the um, concession stand. I don't even think that was open when I went. I think they were like, "We're <laughs> we're done. It's okay." I don't remember if I ate if I ate something there or not. I might have got a soda there. I don't remember if I ate food. Mm-hmm. Well, when you can walk, it's called Quest Port or something. No, when you can walk outside and then go like a few steps over to Bolarama or whatever it's called, where you can get a bowl of vodka. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna wait for a few guys. We talked, we had to have talked about that on the show, right? Where I just walked in. And- yeah, that's something, that seems like, that's like your white whale <laughs> situation. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat this one day. Oh no, it's the, like, <laughs> wait, like it's the alcoholic version of the kitchen sink. Yeah. Like one day I'll get it. <laughs> No, no, no. You're just walking out of the store. You just <laughs> hand them like a three quarters empty bowl. Like, not this time, guys. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's called the garbage can. And if you can finish it and not have to go to the hospital or the new police station, you're you're fine. 
But yeah, that was the day I found the Sweet Tea Moonshine at, uh, I don't know, Barbecue Joint McFuckeries. I can't remember what it's called. Is that at Homecoming? Is that at Homecoming? Yes, it is. It's very good. That sounds like a hum- that sounds like something Art Smith would give people. They give it to you in a squeeze bottle, and you can just, like, go refill <laughs> it whenever you want. <laughs> Why? That's the weird thing about, because I love the Edison. The Edison's fantastic, but it fe- feels weird to go from your squeeze bottle of fucking sweet liquor to the bowl of alcohol that you get at the bowling alley into the Edison where it's like, and this is a very lovely drink. It'll give you hints of whiskey and mint and then your aftertaste will be amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, and, and that and that drink is like $14 and it's two and a half ounces. Jim, that drink, I've talked about it before the leather and tweed. That drink is still the best thing I've ever had in my life. I go back every time I pass the Edison. I'm like, I must have it. I also had their mac and cheese, which I could only describe as better craft mac and cheese. <laughs> Handcraft mac and cheese. <laughs> Handcraft mac and cheese. Like they got the blue box. They prepared it as it normal, but then they're like, but also I'm going to add a little bit of seasoning and breadcrumbs. And here you go, guys. Uh, so you went crazy on Twitter this week ab- yeah, about our I, I just our favorite boy Fidgeman. I I just decided to pitch that I think they should keep Figment, of course, but they should change it to some. I, I said STEM, you know, science, tech, engineering, math, whatever the heck those letters stand for. Yeah. I'm a- uh, and also, I said that they can they could go to the movie theater next door and put in a 3D movie about science with Bill Nye and Ella DeGeneres. Yeah, Jim, I'm a theater major. I have no idea what STEM is. My my girl, my girl, <laughs> it's everything that isn't theater. My girlfriend one day was just like, I don't know. I think I could just probably get a nice STEM job somewhere. And I'm like, that sounds sexual. <laughs> You're gonna be a branch. I'm like, I don't know what that means. It sounds oddly sexual though. <laughs> oh, but oh. Uh, then somebody. <laughs> Uh, went back to me and said, oh, it should be Steam because the arts should be in there and it should focus on the arts. And it's like, well, I kind of meant that, but like, whatever, I can include that in there. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Oh. But I I just feel like they're, I like the educate, like, I feel like the educational part of Epcot is ignored and it shouldn't be. Like, I understand like having fun and riding roller coasters and stuff like that. But like, I feel like they're missing something if you go into test track and it's not about like it's yeah kind of about the cars but you don't really learn like what that is like I wish there was some part of it that was like oh this is actually how you could could like grow up and do this kids Well not only that it's also a matter of like they don't show you how the thing like what the things you were doing how what difference it fucking makes it's just like oh yeah you put a giant flame patch on the side of this and it goes faster yeah and it's just like oh your car has a little bumpus at the top now and it goes slower but we're not gonna tell you why we're just gonna let that bumpus ride up there buddy my favorite thing about riding that ride is when there's like a a grown-ass man next to you and but you both turn into children for about a five minutes as at the end when they're like raiding your cars, you're like, my beach, you fuck off. I got this. <laughs> Let's yeah, I, I've, I've had the number one, one time and I was very happy. Uh, I don't think I paid attention cause I literally lost my phone in the seat of the car that I was in. And so afterwards I went back like, please give me my phone and tell me it did not hurdle out of that car at 60 miles per hour. <laughs> 
Have Have you ever seen those cars stop? No. Like when they're not supposed to. What? <laughs> it's not fun. That sounds terrifying. Because it's only an eleven. It's it's between an eleven and thirteen second gap between every car. Yeah. And I think if it goes smaller than that, it shuts it down and they hit their brakes. Oh shit. And so if you're going 65 and it hits the brakes, you stop fairly quickly. And then you die. And then you're on a 60-degree uh, incline or a 48-degree incline, whatever that incline is. So, Jip, this is a podcast where we build a theme park, as no one knows if they listen to the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And, of course, this season, we're building the Magic Kingdom, a great theme park for kids and adults alike to enjoy. <laughs> it's the Mysterious Kingdom. Uh, the which, Magic Kingdom is copyrighted. Which I'm basically just describing as D&D, the theme park. Is that right? Absolutely. That works for me. Where you just, you know. That's where I am. You build your own character. You get to go and do quests. But also there are theme park rides that, you know dads can ride when they're like fuck these kids i don't want to go to quest i just want to go ride <laughs> all right dad <laughs> oh shit i just now realized one major problem with it and it's the fact that like roller coasters have height limits so the fucking five-year-old who's trying to complete all his quests can't because most of our quests end at like rides and shit yeah but i th i think we can figure out a way around that get on there billy you can make it and that's the last time well, we saw I just billy think, like well my idea i had this idea of like kind of going the direction of kind of like the sheikah slate from legend of zelda <laughs> where like you use your phone to do stuff yeah that's what i was thinking so I, I, I'm calling it the app of holding is what I'm calling it. Mm -hmm. Well, they did something similar. I got the, uh, for the adventure zone fans out there, I got the taco school of mystery, magic mystery and cantrips from, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, um, yeah, jealous. Yeah. That the mysterious package company put out and they had a, uh, it was a website. It wasn't an app, but you could go to, and it would turn your phone into a stone of far speech. And then you could type things into that. So I, that's what I'm feeling is we get an app that's like that. But, uh, of course, every week we have a challenge we must complete in addition to just trying to build a theme park. And you issued the challenge. You threw down the gauntlet and said we had to... Yeah, and this is... I've, I've created a gauntlet is what I've created. <laughs> and you wanted us to build... It's a small world D&D &D edition. A nice little water ride. Yeah, mine goes a little off the rails very quickly, even though water rides don't have rails. Well, actually, some of them do. Oh, Jim, mine does too. It's okay. You know who I am. <laughs> All right, I will give you the floor then, sir. Um, I I am going. This my quest uh, goes kind of back to the uh, the whole app thing because I'm thinking that like that would be how guests would. Uh, kind of keep track of what their quests were, but also like if there were like instead of having like real props involved, sometimes it would just be like in your app. So if if it would be like take this thing to this other person, it would just be in your app. It wouldn't be like they're gonna hand you like a piece of something. Right? No, no, that's I'm fully right. with you on that. So so my quest is called the metal detector quest. <laughs> okay. Um, this actually would have a, a cost component to it. This is sort of similar to, like, the, uh, Remy scavenger hunt or, um, that they do for, uh, f 
like they have food and wine, I think, where they have like they hide statues of Remy and fruits all over uh, World Showcase. Yeah, well, we've discussed and so you, we've discussed this because they had one for Easter as well, where they hid all yes. of the characters as eggs, and the most horrifying one was in Italy at the top of that tall tower. There was a goofy egg, but from far away, it don't look like an egg. It just looks like Goofy's at the top of this tower, about to fucking jump. So that's where I was that day. <laughs> but um, but the idea behind those is you pay like $6, and after you complete the little scavenger hunt, they give you a pin. So it's like one out of, and it's like one out of five. And or you could just pay like the 30 bucks and then you just buy all the pins yeah. without even completing them. But my, basically, so my quest is sort of in that vein. So it's kind of short, but there is some steps you have to do okay. to get to the end. So the idea is when you get the quest, the shopkeeper that gives you the quest says, hey, I need you to go over to the blacksmith, like the weapon shop guy, and I have this piece of bronze I want him to do something with. So they, like, do something in your app where it says you have this piece of bronze. You go to the blacksmith guy, and he says, okay, and he, like, takes it from you, but then he says, hey, I also need a piece of silver. There's a silver mine in the woods that people just found. Like, yeah. go get me a piece of silver out of there. So you go into the trees and you find this mine. And it's kind of like the uh, Tom Sawyer Island, like caves. Okay. So you go through this little, like, jump scary sort of... I mean, it might not even have jump scares, but just this little sort of mine. And at the end, there would be some sort of a effect where it would, like, like you would scan your phone and it would put a silver piece into your app. Okay. So essentially it's like that Ed, Ed, Neppy, Ed, Ed, Neppy, Ed, Ed, Nettie episode where they really wanted a jawbreaker, but then Rolf has to send them to tame his goats. But wait, after they get to the goats, <laughs> the goats want them to go and find Naz to get something. And then it, they just all run back and give it to the same person. Sarah, over. no. <laughs> Very good work, Ed boys. Okay, yes. Back. So, so so you do that, then you go back to the blacksmith and you give him the silver piece and then he says, "Well, you know what? I also need a piece of gold." And I've heard that there's like a flooded mine where they might have gold. And you so you go to this other like this is where the ride comes in. You go over to this other cave and it's completely like it looks completely flooded out, but it's being it was like taken over by a group of rogues. Okay. Uh, their main rogue is named Calamity Cliff. Okay. So he's just this, like, gruff-looking dude. So it's uh, Calamity Cliff's Cavern Cruises. <laughs> Come on, kids! It's it's essentially the jungle cruise through a cave. Yes, thank you. But the idea is that, um, the, 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 the idea behind it, like, the, the underlying idea is that basically they're taking people into the caves to rob them. Oh, okay. But you don't know that when you get on the thing. You think you're going to, like, help them go in and find treasure. But if... The, and they would know if there were people on the boat that were, like, doing quests or characters. I, I'm thinking, like, all the... If if you decide to be, like, a wizard, you would have some sort of wardrobe thing that would, like, tell them that you're a wizard. Okay. Or something on your person. You could... Well, they like, could read like it... Like a sash. They could read it in the app as well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, There there would be some way to tell the people on the boat that are like the host of the, or the skipper or whatever, that there are people on the boat that are playing the game. So you would go through in a various, and if you weren't, then it would just kind of be like a jungle cruise, like jokey thing. And there would be like little effects, but 
like they would just kind of happen. There wouldn't be any real rhyme or reason for anything. But if there was players on the thing, it would, he would like basically ask for help to get by things. Yeah. And so the players would do something and then the effect would happen and it would like fix it. And you eventually end up getting into where this gold is. And uh, and it's like a screen based effect where like as you go by, like some of the gold disappears off the top of the pile. Like he took it. Oh, OK, cool. Because you can't like have the guy like dive off onto the side of the, <laughs> off the side of the boat and like grab gold pieces. That's a little weird. But then when you get to the end of the ride, then he's like, "Hey, you you got us through that. I'm not going to rob you, but I, I'm actually going to give you some of the gold. Oh, okay, because you helped me. Like you saved my life. I'm going to give you some of the gold. So then you go back to the blacksmith, and he's like, "Hey, I got all these pieces. And what you get is essentially like a keychain or a pin that's like gold and bronze and silver." Oh, that's really cool. And the idea is you're supposed to take it back to the shopkeeper. You don't have to. You can just keep it. But if you go back to the shopkeeper with it and say you're supposed to have this, I'm thinking, like, the shopkeeper would give it, would just let you keep it, but would also maybe give you some sort of bonus on the app that you could use for, like, some other quest. Well, I like the idea almost of, like, having, like, a Chuck E. Cheese ticket situation where you get GP. So you can go spend your gold points with people to get, like, small little trinkets and baubles. Or if you have a lot of them, there's, like, cool stuff you could get as well. But obviously terribly, like, this should not cost 15 GP. This shouldn't cost 250 GP for me to get this uh, packet yeah. of Skittles. <laughs> it's, it's uh, if you have an annual pass and you do five quests a day for 365 days... You can get a, a box of Twinkies that's out of date. Yeah, or uh, we've got a Razor scooter from 2001 that no one's been <laughs> able to buy. Just come on in and grab that. I will say, if you want to add, like, more to this, you could literally just, instead of just go to the silver mines to get this one thing, it's like, I need silver, and I need uh, rope, and I need this, and then you can go to three separate locations to get all three, but I, I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, I just was trying to make something that was, like, shorter in yeah. time span. That I didn't want to go for, like, the immediate quest that's like, this is going to take you eight hours. Right. Strap in. All right, let's get to mine, and mine doesn't really have a name, because fuck it. Um, so, so, Jim Murphy, welcome, traveler. You find yourself in a tavern located in Maine Town. There are, of course, people enjoying drink, beverages, and in the corner there's an old man in just some tattered-ass robes, drinking from some sort of... <laughs> Why doesn't he wear his regular robes? Why does he have to wear his ass robes? Yep, drinking from some mystical glowing cup. What do you do, traveler? Um, I, I ask him what's up. Gre greetings! <laughs> so, <laughs> greetings, child. My name is Tartanicus, the wizard of the north. I have been, was unfortunately disgraced due to some issues that we won't get into here, but I'm not allowed <laughs> near Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but you seem like a man who knows of treasure. I I'm okay. you've been smoking on Gandalf's pipe, I can tell from that cough you've got. But let me tell you of something something I've got. It's a mystical gym. The gym of the Taurus. 
and it is it awaits you within the great falls in the forest. But beware, traveler, it is protected by a mighty beast. If you retrieve the gem of Taurus for me, I will reward you with 25 GP. But not anything can take it down, you see. You're going to need the mystical sword wielded by one of our kingdom's mightiest heroes, Magno. And then after that, if you accept that quest, uh, you kind of go on like, it's kind of like a seek and find where you have to ask people like, where is this guy? Have you heard of this guy? Where's Magno at? And, you know, eventually through talk, it's kind of like how when they first opened Diagon Alley, none of the people outside were allowed to talk about it. <laughs> like yeah. you had to ask around <laughs> to find where it is. Where is Magno? Where is Magno? He is in the Ring of Honor. Yes, go find him. He's Nick Aldis now. Wrestle talk. Anyways, <laughs> uh, eventually you find Magno, who, and he's out, like, training in a field with his sword. It's like this big, beautiful, majestic sword, and he's doing, like, it's, it's chopping through things that sword shit like a tree, but he's somehow cutting it down with this sword. <laughs> and that's when you have to try to convince him. Like, you can... I don't know how we would do battles, but maybe it's app-driven. Like, you could battle with him, or you can, like, use your persuasion skill to try to just get him to give you it. Or you can even, like, use hospitality and ask him to join your group, and he'll come with you to finish the quest. Either way, in your app, eventually, you'll get the sword, and it'll it'll appear there. And then that is when you go to the falls and begin the journey. You board a boat. And last week we talked about the fact that we don't want this to be like a Jurassic Park or a, um, oh, what's it called? Or a, a Splash Mountain kind of water ride where there's a big drop. But I was like, how are we going to get them wet? And Jim, the way we going to get them wet is by sending them straight underneath the waterfall. Like, we're just going to have... <laughs> okay, hold on. The underside of water. Yeah, no, well, we go straight through the waterfall, but I just now realized if the ride breaks down, there will be just, like, one boat <laughs> underneath the waterfall just getting slammed with water. <laughs> I mean, would it have a roof on it? No. Like the Joel Cruz boats? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting wrecked with water. Uh, so you go underneath it, and that's... Well, I would hope they would have a failsafe that would turn the water off. No. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Here's what we could do instead. As every boat starts to pass underneath it, um, like the water almost opens like a curtain. So you get minor splashback, but you don't get like blasted with water. <laughs> oh, I still <laughs> have like one boat just getting wrecked though. Um, and then as you go inside, it looks a lot like, um, seven dwarves where you just have these beautiful gems in the wall glowing, kind of sparkling, um, then you, as you get closer through it, though, you just start hearing, like, this loud-ass, <laughs> and of course it gets louder as you go through until you eventually encounter the protector of the gym of the Taurus. Fuck, is that a water sign? I probably should have named it after a water sign. Uh, Pisces? The gym- Taurus is the bull. The Pisces gym. The Pisces, the Pisces crystal is what it's called. I'm, excuse me, give. I'm sorry. 
The fish diamond. Come and get the fish diamond. Uh, you, you've you defeated the water temple. Uh, but no, you get in there and you see protecting the Pisces crystal is a massive fucking leviathan. And it's this huge animatronic beast that starts, like, roaring at you and coming after you. And so that's when you don't go, like, roller coaster levels, but the boat picks up pace. I'll tell you that right now. And there's, like, water... Sp- <laughs> back, back over the falls. Faster, faster. Must go faster. Uh, and so you're... You never rode Maelstrom, I guess. Yeah. And then as you go through, there's, like, the Leviathan trying to chomp down on you, chomp down on you, until eventually it traps it, it, like, wedges itself between two rocks, and that's when, like, the sword will cut through the head, and you've defeated it! It's dead now! And then you see the, uh, Pisces crystal just waiting on you at the end, glowing beautifully, and that is when you go out and you get to exit to the gift shop. And then, of course, after... Get your Pisces crystal keychains. Oh, you fucking know it! That's definitely <laughs> happening! And then after that, you get to take the crystal back to the old man. He's like, thank you! I can take it back to my kingdom and no longer be a disgraced old man. And uh, you get your 25 GPs. And so that is my ride, which I guess I'll tentatively call, like, the Cave of the Leviathan, or some shit like that. But that was our water ride, Jim. But next week, we've got a new challenge. And this challenge involves them good old D&D trolls themselves, goblins. I just want a shit ton of gerblins on this ride, baby. So next week, Jim, bring us some gerblins. But until then, Jim, where can people find you on the motherfucking internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart and not many other places. Uh, you can find Russ, like, probably passed out in a bed somewhere. And you can, fi- you can find Grunk drinking at Tavern Scotty started talking about. Yeah, Grunk heard me say tavern, and that was it. He didn't do any of the quests. He just has been at the tavern the whole time. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to support us on Patreon. Like Ransom Meltzer, the good, good Patreon boy. He is over at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. And remember to find... Find Jim and me on Twitter at Opat Show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?